19 to 14. And I just pray this in my prayer. It says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. So we're back to the basics. Back to the basics. What are you saying? Um, we've been visiting back to the basics since we started in the new year. Um, and the Lord just wants us to have a refresher, just to remind us of the things that we've already known, already have learned uh, throughout the years. But, you know, Pastor said, the Lord said, we're going back to the basics, and that's what we're doing. And so we're just re reiterating, revisiting what we've already had to get out, make sure we have a sure foundation. So we will be discussing what are you saying. And I'm going to try my best to stick to my notes because... Um, as the Lord was talking to me, I was writing fast and furious, so I want to kind of stay as much as I can to notes. But um, our words are what we say, and they are very important to God. The words that we say are very important to God. So the word say is mentioned 601 times in the Old Testament, 400 times in the New Testament. So that's 1,001 times the word say is mentioned in the Bible. Okay, the word said is mentioned 2,619 times in the Old Testament, 983 times in the New Testament, so 3,602 times the word said is mentioned in the Bible. The word saith is mentioned 907 times in the Old Testament, 290 times in the New Testament. That's 1,197 times it's mentioned in the Bible. So my question to you is, do you think the words that you say are important to God? Yes. I kind of think they're important. I mean, if he mentioned say, saith, said, I didn't even get to saying, you know, I didn't even write those figures down. But what he is getting us to, trying to get us to realize, your words are important. Yes. What you say carries weight. And he made us speak in spirits. You know, so what we say, we can have. And I'll get to that later on in our lesson. So um, we have, we've been laid back about our words and, you know, not watching what we say. And, you know, we went back to watching what we said. Yes, we should have never left watching what we said. Because, right. you know, we say our words. We speak our words. God hears our words. But there's somebody else that hears our words. Yes. The enemy hears the words that we say. And if we say words contrary to what we're believing, the enemy says, okay, did you hear what she just said? She said they make her sick. All right, boys, let's get on that. She's now licensed us to get involved in making her sick because she said so-and-so just makes me sick. You just open that door. So when you come down with the sniffles and whatever else is going around, they said. Now, how in the world did I let that happen to me? What are you saying? Yes. We have to watch our words. Because God said, and 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 everything he said was. And then he said, I've made you in my image, so whatever you say, That's right. it's going to be. So our job is to watch what we say. So let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Yeah. Now the message says, these are the words in my mouth. These are what I chew on and pray. Accept them when I place them on the morning altar. O God, my altar rock, God, priest of my altar. What you say, Lord, he's saying, Lord, whatever I say, Lord, I want to present it to you. 
As my God, my rock, I present it to you. The, new li the, the Living Bible says, May my spoken words and unspoken thoughts be pleasing even to you, O Lord, my rock, my redeemer. The Amplified says, Let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my frame, firm, impenetrable rock, and my redeemer. God's word said, may the words from my mouth and the thoughts from my heart be acceptable to you, Lord. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. So we want to have our words be acceptable to the Lord. The words that we say be in line with what the Lord says about us. We keep saying things that we have as opposed to saying the things that we want. Says, Lord, help me to say the right things. Help me to only utter the correct words. Lord, let what I say be a blessing. Let what I say be pleasing to you. Why? Why am I saying that? Why do I want to watch all the words that come out of my mouth? Turn to me with me to Mark 11 and 23. Because Mark 11:23 says. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. He shall have whatsoever he saith. So we're back to that saying again. Yes, you can have what you say. But see, you know, we, people hear that and they say, oh, you know, that means all the good things I say I can have. But th that's not what this scripture said. No. He said, whatever you say, you can have. Right. So you start saying bad things, I'm the dumbest thing walking. Okay, you can have it. You know, I can't pay these bills. Okay, you can have it. Every time I turn around, another bill is coming. Okay, you can have it. I'll never get them all done. I'll never do this. Okay. Whatever you say, you're a speaking spirit. You can have it. So in the Greek, to say or say is in the past tense. It says to bid, to bring word, to call, or to command. So I'm going to deal with the part of say that says the command. So it says to command a thing. He shall have whatsoever he commands. What are you saying? What are you commanding in your life to come to pass? Say means command. So you're commanding some things to come into your life. So I say start commanding the right things to come into our lives. So we want to see more miracles. We want to see more moving of the Holy Spirit. Um, and... Um, so we've been doing the things we've been taught to do. We've been confessing the word of God. We've been praying and praying and praying and praying, which is good. No, no, I'm not discounting prayer because the scriptures say men ought to always pray and not faint. But we stop short of what Jesus did. I mean, our job, as pastor told us, we have to be like our father, to emulate our father. So if we want to get the results that Jesus did, I think we should do it the way he did it. Does that sound like sense to you? Yes. Okay, so let's find out what Jesus did. Go to John 11, 41 and 43. I have the scriptures written out in, my, in here, so I'm just going to go ahead and read it because I, I don't have the time. I've got to keep going. 
Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me, and I know that thou hearest me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. So, what are the things that Jesus did in the scripture? First, he lifted up his eyes to the Father and he was thankful. Father, I thank you that you always hear me. Now, to have that um, presence of mind to, be, to say, Lord, I thank you that you always hear me, you have to have confidence in that person That's to right. know that, you know, when I pray, you always hear me. So you have to have a relationship with that person to have that confidence to know when I pray, you always hear me. Yes. And we as saints of God, those who accept Jesus as Savior, we have that confidence. Um, which thing he didn't do, well, first he did. He had prayed earlier because Jesus always got, got away to pray. He was always praying. So he had prayed about this situation. He knew days ago that Lazarus was dead. I mean, he, when they said, you, you know, you come, come, your cousin's sick, the girls are calling for you, they want you to show up. He knew then the guy was going, he, his cousin was going to die. So he already prayed over that situation. So, you know, we, we have to make sure we take our prayer time and pray. We've got to do that. But see, Jesus did something else. He, he didn't get to the grave and start praying, Oh, Father God, this is your son Jesus crying out to you. Lazarus is dead. He's been dead for four days. And Lord, surely you should think it. That is not what Jesus did. He, he took care of the prayer situation. So what he, what he did, he says, Father, I thank you that thou hast, past tense, we're going to talk about past tense this, in this four weeks. That thou hast heard me already done. So he's speaking to the Father and saying, it's already done. He said, I know you already heard me. I know that. We're going to leave this scripture for one minute, take a sidebar and go to I, John 5, 14 to 15. I'm going to read it. It said, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, if we ask anything according to his will, that's 1 John 5, 14 to 15, he heareth us. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. So, and the Amplified said, and this is the confidence, the assurance, the privilege of boldness which we have in him, we are sure, we are sure that if we ask anything, make any request according to his will in agreement with his own plan, he listens to and hears us. And if since we positively know that he listens to us in whatever we ask, we also ask, knowing with settled and absolute knowledge that we have granted us as our present possession yes. the request made of him. So this is scripture long, very long and wordy, but it, what it's saying is 
you have confidence. You know, when you pray to the Father according to his will, you know he hears you. Yes. So Jesus, when he said in front of Lazarus' tomb, Father God, I know that I thank you that you already heard me. You have already heard me. This is the scripture he was talking about because he has confidence yes. in the word of God, knowing that when I pray, which he had already done, according to the will, the will was for Lazarus to live and not die. Said, I, I know you heard me. I'm praying according to your word. I prayed according to your word already. I know you heard me. Thanks. I know you heard me. Thanks. I know you heard me. Thanks. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? Yes. Lord, I know you heard me. Thanks. I thank you, Father, that you already heard me. You see the direction he's going? Already done? I thank you. So, getting back to John 11, 41, 43. So Jesus had absolute assurance that his father already heard him. Already. He knew it. Father, I thank you. You already heard me. It's already done. But because these people are here, they don't believe squatto mm -hmm. because they're here. I, 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 I need you to do this for me. I, I, you, I know you heard me. Yes. So all he did was then he spoke with a loud voice and commanded, hear that word? Yes. Commanded Lazarus to come forth. Says Lazarus, come forth. He commanded with a loud voice. One per, uh, preacher said that, um, you know, when you're talking to the devil, you got to talk real loud to him because he's deaf. <laughs> so you, you command him. So Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. And what, what I like about it, he, did, he didn't just say, come forth. No. Because if he just said, come forth, everybody in that tomb would have came out. That's right. But he wasn't there for everybody. Mm. He was specific. That's right. He said, I know you heard me when I dealt with Lazarus. So that's who I'm calling for. Lazarus, yes. time for you to come forth. And he did. Yes, he did. So if, if Jesus already took care of the prayer issue, so our next thing to do, which we sometimes we forget to do, is command the situation to change. We have to command and let the situation know what we want it to do. We've already prayed, Lord, you know, thank you, Lord. You said you were to apply all my needs according to your riches and glory by Christ. Not thank you, Lord. That's the prayer. Now, what have you commanded your finances to do? What have you commanded Satan to take his hands off of? We got to the prayer. We said, Lord, I thank you supply by every needs, but we didn't tell the needs to come forth. You know, years ago, um, Leroy Thompson came out and said, money cometh to me now. And we stayed, you said it for a while, and then we got off it. But he, well, you know what he was saying? He was commanding yes. the money to come forth. Yes. So if there's a situation in your life and you've already prayed about it, and Lord, I thank you that you already heard me. You said in your word, you supply all my needs according to your riches and glory by Christ. I command you, money, to come forth in the name of Jesus. And Satan, I bind you. I rebuke you. And I tell you, you take your hands off of my money, and I command you to release that money in the name of Jesus. See, when we begin to speak and command things in the name of Jesus, what we're saying, Father, I know you already heard me. And you said, if anything I ask in Jesus' name, if I ask it, you would do it for me. So we have to get to the point that we believe in the name of Jesus. That we accept the power that's behind that name of Jesus. And not just use it as the end of our prayer in Jesus' name, amen. 
Because you say that so long and so fast and so many years, it's lost its power in your eyes because now it's a part of a recitation as a part in the name of Jesus. And you know, I was um, walking and I, I was having really bad pains in my back and this years ago, I knocked my spine out of place and you know, I had to crawl everywhere I went because I couldn't stand and got delivered from that because the deacon said, you're already healed, get up. So he said, I'm healed. I said, I am, I'm on my knees looking up at him. He said, you're healed, Jesus healed you, get up. I got up and walking ever since. That's right. And the, uh, so my back started hurting. I said, okay, I'm learning about commanding. I already know, I've already prayed. Jesus already took this. Okay, back, I command you to stop painting in my back right now in the name of Jesus. See, when we speak the name of Jesus, Satan has to obey that when you believed in the authority of Jesus. Right. So I said, uh-uh, you're not going to be riding my back. I'm not going to be winching in pain everywhere. I said, you are getting off my back. I command this pain to leave my back right now. So you know, I had to test it, you know. Yeah, see, I'm like this. Go ahead, Lord. That's right, that's right. You know, you take your hands off my back. Then I got real loud. I was mad at the devil because he was riding me so long. And then I finally realized I was supposed to speak the word to that back and let it know, you've got to go, pain. You cannot ride me because Jesus bore this pain. He took the sickness. He took the disease. He took the lack. He took it all for me. But if I don't accept it, if I don't expect it to come to pass when I say it, Nothing's going to happen. You can say, oh, back pain, go away in Jesus' name. Nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. But when first, first, first things first, when you've accepted the Lord as your Savior, he gives you that all, that all that authority comes to you. you. You have that authority. You can speak to your back and you can speak to sickness. You can speak to whatever and tell it it's got to go because you now have that authority. So get that first and make sure, make sure you're in right standing with the Lord. And so when Satan comes to lie to you, say, well, you know, you know what you said last night. God's not going to do it. Then you can tell him to shut up because all my sin has been put under the blood of Jesus. Right. So you have no part, no lot in this conversation between me and my heavenly father. That's right. So you put him in his place and say, shut up. You, 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 have, you, you have nothing to say here. Mm-hmm. None. Mm-hmm. This is between me and my dad. That's right. My Abba father. Yes. I talk to him. He talks to me. So you're out of this conversation. Right. So get to stepping. See, but as long as you sit there and listen to him on your shoulder, after a while you keep listening and listening and listening and listening and listening and listening. The thoughts keep coming and thoughts keep coming. You're going to act on those thoughts. Nipping in the bud, tell him to get to stepping. So when you begin to command, and I said, Lord, I thank you that that pain left my back. It had to go. It had to go because I know, I know the authority of the name of Jesus. I know what he did for me. And I said, well, I thank you for the extra step that I I was missing in some areas. We haven't taught this before, so it's not like it's new. But like Pastor said, we're back to the basics. We're just revisiting, reliving, reintroducing the word of God and all that we have to do. He said, don't let anything slip. So unless you, you know, you get so familiar with it, you let it slip. So we don't want things to slip that God has already done for us. So, you know, when Jesus commanded Lazarus to come forth, he had to come forth. 
see, remember the Greek word for say and say is to command. So we have been giving that. So, you know, we pray and, and we confess and we stop short of doing what Jesus said. But we have to know in whom we believe and know what we are to say and what we are to do and how we are to receive from God. And thank God for Jesus. And thank God, you know, Lord, I thank you that you already heard me. You know, and I love that part of my prayer. You already heard me. I thank you already heard me. Now I need to command what I want this situation to do. I need to command what, what changes that I need to come forth now that I know you heard me on my prayer. When the Lord hears you, when you go before the Lord in prayer, you are now licensing him to get involved in your situation. Because, see, Jesus is the perfect uh, gentleman. He will not bogart his way into your life. He will not make you accept him as Savior. He will not make you accept your healing. He will not make you accept your deliverance. He's a perfect gentleman. But if you expect to receive it for yourself, and it's yours. But, see, you have to accept it for yourself. So he won't bogart his way and make you do things. But when you go to him, Lord, I thank you that you already heard my prayer. Yes. And you've given me the authority to command these situations. So now I know. I now command that job to come that I need right now in the name of Jesus. And these are the things that I want the, in my job to have. And this and this and this and this and this. And I mean, everything you want on your job, you command it to come. And when the thought comes, well, you don't have a job. No, I've already commanded it. It's got to obey the name of Jesus. Got to. It's got to do it. It has to. So you command the situation, something's going on in your family, in your, in your marriage, with your kids, whatever. No, uh-uh, I take authority over the situation. Yeah. Father, I thank you that you already heard me when I prayed about this situation. And now I command the deliverance of that child. I command Satan, you take your hands off of my child. You take your hands off of their mind and I loose the blessings of God over their lives right now. Satan, I command you to stop with your maneuvers against my whoever, whatever it is, whatever it is, in the name of Jesus. And I can just see the little demons just running, just getting away. Because you, as a child of God, have put your foot down. Enough is enough. Now I command you to go. You got to go. Have to use that name that's above every name. Ha, hallelujah, Jesus. The name above everything. Every name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Go with me to Mark 4, 35 and 39. Mark 4, I have, I, I didn't write that out, so I have to go to that one. 35. Hallelujah. And the same day, when the evening was come, he saith unto them, saith, said, saith, command, Okay. Let us go over to the other side. And if you have it in your Bible, you see that's red. So Jesus is telling them, okay, guys, going over to the other side. That's the command. Go to the other side. I said it. That's where we're going. Yep. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And they were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind and waves beat upon the ship so that it was now full. Okay, and he was in the hinder part of the ship, which is the back part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. Both filling out with water, Jesus sleep on a pillow. 
didn't bother him. Why? He already gave the command. We're going to the other side. They, they awake him and say unto him, Master, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Now they're saying we're about to die. They're about to have their words. We're about to, this water's about to drown us, Lord. Don't you, don't you care that this water's coming in this boat and the boat's full with water? Don't you care? It's fear gripped their hearts. And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. So here again we see how Jesus responds to the situation. He commands it. Be done. Wind, rain, water, peace. Be still. When things are crazy in your life and they're going all out of, out of whack, you, whoa, 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 peace. The name of Jesus, I command peace in this house. I command peace on this job. I command peace, hallelujah, in my body, peace. Be still. You have to command it. Hallelujah. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. So you need some calm in your life? You have been given the authority to use the name of Jesus. Peace. Peace be still. This is, what, this is how Jesus deals with situations. He did not fall down on his knees and floating in that water. Father God, I'm here before you. These boys are about to drown. I need you to help them right now in the name. He didn't have time for that. The water was coming in. It's coming, the wave is so big. I, I, I don't know what to call it, tsunami. I don't know, whatever kind of the storms, they call them little big ones when they come in. And the water was overtaking the boat and coming in, filling up the boat. He didn't have time for, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Father, I need you to help me right now. I need you to stop this water right now. He didn't have time for that. Peace be still. Now, when you take your time and read some more on this lesson, the, 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 uh, the disciples were kind of surprised. They said, what, what kind of guy is, what manner of man is, what, what? even the wind and the rain and the storms obey him? Who is this guy, really? Uh-huh. But they've been traveling with him throughout his ministry. You would think they would know who he was. I mean, they've seen the miracle. He just said, peace, be still. And that's what he was getting them to see. I told you to go to the other side. Just because Satan roared up in your life, tried to blow up a wind, a storm, or something to, to get you off of the word that said, go to the other side, you're going to have storms in your life that's going to stop you from getting to the other side yes. if you let it. Yes. But my job today is to tell you, you speak the word of God, peace, be still. You'll be still in my finances. You get your hands off my finances, Elder Pray today. We command you to lose that money in the name of Jesus yes. because the wealth of the wicked is stored up for us. Now that one billion point some, some five, whatever that, that thing is, I know eventually somebody's going to win it. Mm-hmm. I said, Lord, now we are saints of God. We don't advocate um, when you're playing a lot and all that stuff. But let somebody that's got some sense and know that look, the ministries need that money. Not to squander all over everywhere. But you said that the money is stored up. Release some of that money. That's right. You said it's stored up. The wicked is stored up for us. Yes. Release it. That's right. I'm ready for some releasing. That's right. So I said, Lord, now, 
We uh, would say this. We had a, a, a member years ago. He didn't know anybody. He was a sweet person. And at Christmas, he gave the whole church a lottery tickets. That, that was their present. I said, why couldn't that be for this 18, this 1 billion, whatever that thing is going on? Now, why couldn't it be for that? Where is this guy? Lord, send him back here. But I'm just cutting up. Just cutting up. But, you know, the Lord is. I'm just being me. I can't help myself. But the Lord loves us. And he knows the things that we need. We as saints of God <laughs> have to command the changes that we want in our lives. So I'm not telling you all to go buy a lot of tickets. Did you hear what I said? I am not telling you to go buy a lot of this. not what I said. But if you do, you better pay your tithes. <laughs> no, don't totally cut up. But I thank God for his word. I mean, the Lord does have a sense of humor. He really does. You know, and, and I, you know me, I just can't change. But I thank God that he wants us to command the blessings to come upon us. So I'm commanding whoever wins that bill, you can find me and bless me, as the Lord said. That the money is stored up, you release some of that money over me in the name of Jesus. I thank God. Since God is good. He loves us. He does love us. And he does have a sense of humor. So you just begin to speak peace. Peace be still in your life. Peace be still in your finances. Whatever is going on, you have to take the step and command. You command the change that you want in your life. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you would like to support this ministry, consider giving online. Text keyword RWOLFC to 77977 or through our free app. Search RWOLFC in the App Store. For more information, visit www.rwolfc.com for articles, blog posts, message references, and our monthly calendar of events.